listening to Transformative Coaching. This is Nina Madhok. Welcome to today's episode. Today's podcast is about changing habits and how to make that change stick. I've come across quite a few clients in the last few months who struggle with comfort eating. They find that they reach for food and typically sugary snacks whenever they're feeling low or unhappy or whenever they're stressed. So I'll talk to you in today's episode primarily around comfort eating, but know that some of what I'm saying is applicable to changing other habits too. Perhaps you want to be quitting smoking or perhaps you want to change your diet. Maybe you're looking to exercise more. Whatever the habit is that you're trying to change, notice the things that I say and how they might be applicable to you. So firstly, when we do have compensating behavior, and by that I mean a behavior that we're not entirely happy with, that we do because it helps us to get away from another difficult emotion. When we do have this kind of compensating behavior, there are two levels. The first one is the surface level. What do we actually do? What is the action that's taking place? So in this case, it's reaching for food and sugary food whenever we feel low. The second level is the emotional level. Firstly, it's what do we actually get by doing that behavior? What does the habit give us? And secondly, it's what are we trying to avoid by running to that habit and that behavior? So let's tackle the two of these, one at a time, because it's important to tackle both levels if you want to make a behavior change stick. So the first one, the practical one. Suppose you are struggling with comfort eating and you keep trying to change this habit, but somehow you keep relapsing back into it. So start by planning in advance. So consider what are your moments of weakness? What are the triggers for you? Is it when you get most stressed that you reach for that sugary snack? Or is it because you're in an office environment and actually someone or the other always brings in donuts or cakes and it's right by your desk? What are those moments where you end up finding yourself relapsing into that behavior and reaching for the snack? Take a moment to consider that. Is it some kind of emotional drive? Is it when you feel really stressed or really tired? Is it when you've just had an argument with someone? Knowing in advance what our triggers are and where our moments of weakness are means that we can plan. So now take a moment to consider, in those moments, is there something that you can do that could help to give you time to think and pause before you reach for the snack? So for example, if it is because actually it's the proximity of the snacks to you, can you do something about that? Can you put those cookies or those donuts in a box somewhere in the office? So actually it takes those extra few steps for you to relapse. Now instead of just reaching unconsciously, You have to get up, walk across the office, go into that box, take out the snack and eat it. And in those moments where you're having to make that conscious decision, you're giving yourself time to stop and say, hang on a second, is this actually what I wanna be doing? So moving away the food physically, and perhaps the same is true at home, not shopping for that food or keeping it out of reach somewhere so you can't get at it so easily. But if there are particular triggers that make you have that comfort food, then consider what you can do that could help tone down those triggers. So is is it about maybe cutting down the number of stressful situations you're in while you're trying to change the habit? 
if you know that there's a particular environment or particular person that seems to always trigger this in you, can you step away from that person for those few weeks or months while you're trying to change things? Or can you interact with them in a different way? Perhaps not so much one-on-one, -on -one, maybe in a group. So in that group environment, it tones down the effect that that person has on you. And if it is a stressful environment, is there something you can do to remove yourself from that environment? And if you can't, is there something else you can do to give yourself comfort? Now for some people, comfort might involve taking a bath at the end of a long stressful day at work. And for other people, it might be going for a run or going to see friends. But whatever it is, knowing that you have some kind of comfort in action or moment coming at the end of the day can help. In an office environment, with some of my clients, like I've done with one of them recently, we've suggested scheduling in breaks, breaks that are just for her. 10 or 15 minutes where she's stepping out and going for a walk. Now when work gets stressful, she knows that the break is coming. So in her own mind, it kind of tempers down the effect of that stressful situation. So knowing where your triggers are, those moments of weakness, planning in advance. And this planning in advance can go even further beyond that. So if it's comfort eating, for example, that you're struggling with, try to shop in advance, plan out your meals a little bit. And if you're not much of a planner, then try and identify certain foods or snacks that you do enjoy that aren't those sugary snacks and keep those around you instead. So maybe it's not about planning out whole meals, but instead it's about having, you know, carrots and hummus maybe by your side. So you reach for those immediately and you're full. And when you're full, you're less likely to jump for that sugary snack. And finally, it helps to try to replace habits. So where your instinct is to just grab that donut, instead replace it with another action. Perhaps now you stand up instead and just walk around the office for a couple of minutes. But replacing it feels like there's not so much of a void in that. So where that behavior was, there's still something that you're doing. So you don't need to compensate as much. So these are some practical tips. Now they might be particularly useful for comfort eating, but they're also helpful for other habits, such as quitting smoking, for example, taking the triggers and the situations away from you, understand how you can plan in advance so that you're not always ended up in those situations and replacing those habits with other things. And it can be just as true of other situations and habits that you're trying to change. If we put the practical aside, how about the emotional? The reason I say that is because often when we try and change a habit, we try and force ourselves to change our actions. But if it's just our actions that are changing, and the underlying drivers of our behavior aren't changing, then there's quite a high chance that we just relapse and fall back into that pattern of behavior when we're not quite actively trying to change anymore. So consider if it's comfort eating, for example, what emotion are you trying to escape from by reaching for that donut? Is it that you've just had an argument with someone and that brings up insecurities in you? or perhaps fear, or perhaps shame. But whatever it is that you're trying to escape from, you're somehow trying to fill that void with that sugary food. Because that sugary food makes you feel better and you don't need to confront it. So start by just acknowledging that there might be an emotion that you're trying to escape from. It's true, it's difficult sometimes to face those emotions. But the first step is just awareness. 
more aware you become that maybe you're trying to escape from fear or stress or an insecurity, the more you can start to consider whether there's another way of dealing with that emotion. And that's something we tackle in other podcasts, but for the moment just consider that there might be something you're trying to escape from. And when you do notice that, ask yourself if there's something you need in that moment, something that can comfort you, that isn't that sugary snack. Now the sugary snack in particular gives us a high in our brain, it's a positive reinforcement, it's a feeling that actually this is a good thing to do. If I get that sugar in my brain, it overlays this sense of well-being. But it's a false sense of well-being, it's a temporary hit. And you know that temporary hit can come from many situations, not just a sugary snack. You know, if I get recognition, that's a temporary hit. If I have that cigarette, that's a temporary hit. There's all kinds of behaviours we have that give us a temporary hit. And just acknowledging that it's that temporary hit you're seeking can help you to say, well, what if I create a few moments in between? And those moments can allow me to see whether there's another way of satisfying my craving. And also, those few moments can give you time to let that craving pass. When you don't need that immediate craving, you might find that you don't need that sugary hit after five minutes. Just buying yourself a few minutes of time and saying, okay, if I still need it after five minutes, I'll have it. I'm just going to pause and give myself that moment to consider whether it's what I really want. Finally, it's really about understanding that it might be a bumpy journey when you're trying to change. And it's okay for you to relapse. Now, if you have four or five days where you're doing well on the eating, you're changing your habits, you're happy with how it's going, and then there's this day where suddenly you find yourself reaching for that donut, eating it and feeling really bad afterwards understanding that it will be a bumpy journey and it's not about the momentary blips it's about the general trend will help you to go easier on yourself in those moments and be less judgmental less critical this is important because if you start to bring criticism in at those moments it brings up those negative emotions that you're trying to escape from and it means you're more likely to compensate by carrying on going into that behavior that you're trying to change But if instead you bring a bit of kindness and understanding to yourself in those moments where you relapse, that can be comforting and it can be enough to say, okay, look, on this day, in this moment, I relapsed, but it's okay, tomorrow's another day and I'm going to try again. So these are some ways you can look at the practical and the emotional side to tackle changing behaviour. And it always helps to try to get some support, and by support I mean someone who's there for you, who doesn't judge you, who just listens to how it feels for you and to support you and cheers you on, you know, much like when you're running a marathon and you have someone on the sidelines. So getting someone in your life who you can just share this with and tell them what you're trying to achieve and share with them your moments of success and your moments of weakness. Thank you.